Okay, quiet on the set, everybody. Stand by. Roll camera. Speed. Roll sound. Speed. Market. And cue talent. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Art Aldridge, and this week in production, I can only think of the expression, the best laid plans. This week in production is produced by Art Aldrich. The thoughts and opinions expressed here are undoubtedly his own. You can reach Art at thisweekinproduction at gmail.com. This is Don McGee. To book me for voiceovers, please call 908-451-6760. Thanks. Two weeks ago, as I sat at my desk preparing and planning for the week of production I had ahead at the golf tournament that I cover every year, the WPGA for my client, I never could imagine the week would turn out the way it did. This particular job is just a factory. It's a a video production, video editing, content creation factory uh, that happens in a small trailer on site of a golf tournament. This job is always a Megillah. It's a week-long production, sort of like my version of the Olympics, where I'm the host broadcaster and I'm providing equipment and personnel to cover various events that happen all over the property. The property is a golf course. This year, it was in New Jersey, which is a technically a local event for me. It's not that close almost an hour's drive without traffic. I did opt to uh, stay on site just for the sanity of it, if you will, the the long days and then driving back and forth uh, an hour each way didn't seem to make a lot of sense. So even though it was local, um, I treated it like a, a road event. Uh, I did get to drive my van, which was uh, convenient. And of course, there were a few pieces that I needed to go back and get, which is something I couldn't have done on a a typical away job. Some of the gear that I use for this event is only used one time a year for this event. And if I don't make notes extensively about what worked and didn't work from the previous year, um, sometimes I forget that things needed repair. For example, I have a big um, backup UPS power supply system that runs the uh, the server and things like that. It's rack mounted. I take it out and I bring it to this event. And the batteries were bad and I never had them changed. I forgot about them. Didn't make a note. And um, I had to go back and get a new UPS because it's everything at the venue is generator powered. Big giant uh, Greco diesel generators. The power is not always clean. It's not the thing you want to rely on to stay up all the time uh, during the event. So we we run the server and the critical network gear on the UPS unit. So I did have to run back home at one point in the early goings of the event just to pick that up. It was nice because I also got to have a... Uh, fresh, tasty espresso from my machine at home. And I think having the the flexibility with my crew where I could step out and still have things uh, covered and, and planned and not have any single point of failure was was the theme of the week. Because the week started off well, you know, with the usual cast of characters. 
And then um, we had a COVID outbreak on set. And again, we're working in a small like eight by six trailer, like those modular construction site trailers. They're, I mean, they're not fancy. They have air conditioning, um, but they're very narrow. And, and, you know, we had six or seven people working out of that trailer. We had two trailers. One was for our equipment and uh, batteries and things like that. And the other trailer was for editorial and uh, photography. The way that I approach this job is I have various crew come in and out uh, during the week as they are needed. This year was a little different that we had a couple of extra responsibilities. So I had a few extra bodies on the job for a few specific days, days that we were shooting specific things in addition to the normal stuff that we shoot. So the whole week was like a checkerboard of who was in, who was out, back and forth with a few people. There's only a handful of key personnel that stay for the entire eight days. Uh, myself, uh, Tom Chartrand, my main DIT, and Lou Lita, who's my main camera op. And you've heard them many times on This Week in Production, and they're the uh, the go-to guys that I usually keep around for the entire job. And then there's a whole cast of crew that come in and out for specific days. So we had the COVID outbreak. We got notified on Tuesday from the client that they had tested positive for COVID. We were in close proximity the entire time that we were on site with that client, patient zero. And uh, two days later, uh, Lou Lita got um, COVID and he was basically out for the entire job. I mean, on site because he was very sick and, and could not leave the hotel, but um, inopportune to say the least. I was able to flex the crew that I had, uh, extending two people to the entire week, Christian Schlick, who you hear on the podcast on occasion, and uh, John Sheeran. So by extending those two people and then bringing in a couple of extra hands as needed, I was able to sort of repurpose without losing a step. <laughs> Could have easily gone south. Uh, at at one point, I thought maybe I had uh, gotten the COVID, and I was testing uh, regularly. Just really was a combination, I think, of uh, poor air quality and um, allergies. But again, you just don't know, and and it just goes to show that we're not out of the woods by any stretch with COVID. It's still a factor, though the the way that we react to it is much different. So. We were able to survive the, the COVID outbreak, but it made everyone's job just a little harder, a little extra stress for me in making sure I was covered. Uh, all the venues, all the positions, all the things that we needed to shoot and edit and deliver, make sure that all got done. And um, at the same time, keeping everyone else safe and not uh, contracting COVID because it would have been very easy for the whole crew to go down. And then I'm not even sure what would have happened then. I, I can't even fathom how that would have, would have been. The week is always full of ups and downs. For example, there's a 
a women's leadership summit that takes place prior to the actual golf tournament happening. It's, um, it's an invite only event. We live stream pieces of it to various social media channels for the client. And, uh, the day that we were set to do the live broadcast, I came in to, uh, get set up for the show and we had no internet and, uh, it took about two hours for the venue provider to get the internet back to us. And then when it got it back to us, it was not at the same speed that we had been working with in the days prior when we tested everything. And uh, that was, you know, fun. We, we did get it back with about a half hour before the show, but added just a little, little extra stress to my life. We had lots of different pieces of equipment, again, some of which only get used in the event one time a year. So for example, I have a four channel video recorder that runs in software on a Mac Pro. And this is a 2013 Mac Pro, what they call the trash can. And the software is called Softron Movie Recorder. And it's about $1,000 per channel to have. And I have four channels. So a $4,000 license for the software. And if I wanted to upgrade the software to the current version that runs on the current Mac OS, it's $1,000 per channel. So I've opted to freeze that machine in time. It's running uh, Mac OS Mojave, which is several years old now. And uh, the machine works fine. You just have to be very careful not to automatically click software update or, or anything silly that would break something because it would be very easy to break it. Um, and that, that box is connected to an AJA IO 4K or a capture box. That's a Thunderbolt 2. So you have to make sure you have, you know, all of the old Thunderbolt 2 cables and uh, monitors and adapters. You need to make that system work with, you know, anything that's newer, like a, a monitor that uses USB or Thunderbolt 3. So that all worked great. Everything was good. Everything went smoothly. And in that circumstance, everything, you know, worked. The UPS was a fail because I forgot to make a note about it. This Mac mini server that I have, it's used for creating a shared storage volume. I have a Sonnet rack-mounted chassis for the Mac mini. It has an NVMe RAID in it, and it has a 10 gig switch. And I basically share a volume just using SMB file sharing through this 10 gig switch for about five workstations. In order to make that work, I need 10 gigabit uh, network adapters, and I have several. I have the I have Promise Thunderbolt 2 Sandlinks. They call them Sandlink 2s that have two Ethernet ports and a Thunderbolt 2 connector on one end. You plug it into the Mac. And the other side gets plugged into a CAT6 cable to the switch. And those are old. Those are the oldest adapters I have. They work great. I have four newer Promise 10 gigabit adapters. They're called Sandlink 3s. They're using Thunderbolt 3. And guess what? They don't work on Apple Silicon. Don't know why. No driver updates. No way to make it work. Those are basically garbage. I also had some OWC 10 gigabit adapters. Those seem to work fine. So all of the old tech 
uh, was working. Some of the newer tech did not. It's, it's just the way this job goes. As a backup to the Softron, I also had a, I also brought my ATEM ISO Pro, which is a SDI-based switcher. But I was using it, I was going to use it just to do ISO recording. I could plug the four SDI feeds in that I get from the venue and put them in there and, and have a multi-viewer out on HDMI. And then I could ISO record each channel. The only downside to using that, and that's ultimately why I didn't use it, was that the recordings are limited to H.264, and they're not on shared storage. The nice thing about the Softron movie recorder is that it lets me edit as I'm recording. The producers who are trying to clip sound bites during this full-day session they can actually clip things as I'm still ingesting it onto the shared storage. And it makes it really quick and easy. And it's uh, a very unique thing. They actually use this on the Tour de France to do some of the uh, editing and packages that they do because they're doing all day records. This is a way to edit as you're recording, which is just a very cool feature. So the Blackmagic ATEM ISO Pro did not play though I had it as backup. Softron Movie Works did play, worked well. A little bit of overhead issue on it, um, but nothing choked, and that all worked wonderful. I also brought my new Axibo slider to the show. I haven't been able to use it. I've literally had no time to play with it. It's a very heavy-duty uh, pan tilt mechanism. The slider part seems to be a little less well constructed. I like my syrup linear slider better, the Magic Carpet, which is a modular metal slider. It has a very nice system, very smooth. You can expand it. This Axibo slider is more uh, carbon fiber. It's not as long, it's not as modular. You can't extend it. But for the sake of simplicity, I brought it just to try to work and see if we could make it go. We, again, had plans to test and use it. And then when everything started going south with uh, crew and health, that got put on the side. Though we did get it to work. We didn't get it to play in any production uh, on site. We just sort of ran out of time for it. We utilized Final Cut Pro to do editing. We have a system for doing shared storage. Uh, it involves a, uh, a master library, which Tom Chartrand manages, which uh, everything gets ingested from the field into this library, and the clips are stored in library. And then we make uh, edit libraries for each editor or any uh, contributor that needs to touch footage. We make them their own library, which uses external media, like leave media in place. And that way everybody can generate their edits without having to generate new media. They basically work off the SAN on that 10 gigabit ethernet connection. And then they are able to generate edits and outputs without duplicating media. Because it would be very easy to have data overload if we didn't have a management system in place not to replicate media. 
And we learned that the hard way. And there's some basic rules to doing it. We create a transfer library when editors want to pick up footage that has just come in. So again, they're not opening the master library ever. They're only opening up their own edit library and then a transfer library that Tom might create with the new clips in it. They copy them into their own library. Everything is left in place. Everything works great. And then if we have to move a library around from the editors, those are very small couple of megabytes because there's no media involved. The part of the data management that's delicate is the media redundancy, the backup. And again, this is a four terabyte shared storage. It's NVMe. So it's, you know, we're not too worried about the memory failure of the of the NVMe blades, though it could happen. It has happened to me, as I've mentioned, about my OWC4M2 NVMe boxes. I brought a second 4M2 NVMe RAID to back up every night the main RAID. And we used Chronosync to do that. And we would just synchronize the drives just in case we had a failure of any kind. We would have every night a backup of the media and the edits and anything that we generated on site. And that, again, just a little checkbox in the crisis management uh, plan, how to avoid a colossal disaster. All of those things just on their own are enough to keep you busy. We ran into issues with the weather, which obviously we have no control over. Um, there was heat, there was humidity, there was tremendous rains. We were uh, concerned about the rounds being finished, though there was only one rain stoppage in the whole four rounds, which was great. And I can promise you this, I will get the other members of the crew on the podcast just to discuss some of the the issues that come up when you have situations like COVID outbreak onset. I think that's worthy of another conversation. I will get Lou Lita on this week in production to discuss. He's better. He's uh, back at work. He's tested negative. So those are all good things for Lou Lita, though it was, it was dark for a while, especially when he was uh, stuck in the hotel and couldn't, uh, couldn't really get out of bed. So we're glad he's better. I will get the boys on to discuss the week and the things that come up when you're sick on a job. Like I said, the plans were laid, they fell apart, and that's all we can do is adapt and hopefully overcome, which is what my crew did as we overcame. There were no, uh, really no ill effects from having personnel swaps and, and that was great. And that's just a testament to my guys, John Sheeran, Christian Schlick, Tom Chartrand, George Vimondi. I will wrap up this episode with more to come on this topic. For now, I'm Art Aldridge. Thanks for listening.